Hi there, welcome to Glenlyden Baptist Church's podcast network. We're glad you can join us today. If you'd like more information on the church, please visit us on our website, www.gebc.org.nz. We hope you enjoy the pod. He never stops working. He never stops working. 31. Everyone say 31. I want you to get the magnitude of this. 31. 31. July the 22nd. Oh, actually, July the 12th. This year, Sarah and I stepped on a plane at Auckland International Airport, bound for Glasgow in Scotland, 31 hours away. We moved our way onto the plane as we embarked and made our way to the cheap economy seats, somewhere in the middle to the back end of the plane. Now, if you've ever been in an economy seat, they are nothing like the plush seats you're sitting in right now. Yeah? 31 hours. 31. Now, if you're anything like me, I don't like sitting down for 31 hours. I like to move around. I like a bit of fresh air. 31 hours, we arrived at Glasgow. And when we got to Glasgow, it's fair to say that my body wasn't as it should be. My mood was not as it should be. In fact, I was like a bull at a red rag. I was a little bit tired, but we disembarked, made our way through the corridors to immigration, got in the wrong queue. They said, you need to go to the e-passport gate. So we went to the e-passport gate, got through the e-passport gate, went to the luggage collection area. Now, if you've been to an airport, I don't know what it feels like for you, but for me, it feels like the people who are getting the luggage are having a cup of tea and a scone out the back. Because it takes forever for the bags to come through, right? So we waited and we waited. The bags finally came through. We edged our way through customs and made our way out the front of the airport to the taxi queue. And we got into the back of the queue. Now, working the queue that day was a young fellow and, a, and an older gentleman, and they were doing what they should do, which is waving the taxis into where they needed to be so that you could put your luggage in, get in the cab, and go. We finally got to the front of the queue, and the young guy waved in a taxi, except it wasn't a car, it was a huge van. I'm guessing somewhere between an eight and 12-seater pulls up. Now, it's just Sarah and me in two bags. But behind us are a family of six with multiple bags and no other van in sight. So we turned to this family and said, hey, you take the van, we'll wait for the next car. Well, the young fellow didn't like that option. And he told us that we needed to get in the van. And we said, no, we're going to let this family get in the van because they've got more luggage and more people and we'll get in the car behind. My red rag was getting a little bit redder at this point. And it was about this point that the older gentleman wandered down and said, if you want to get into a car, you need to go back to the back of the line. Well, that was it for me. This bull took flight. I didn't swear at him, but he knew that I was not a happy chappy. And everyone else around the place knew that I wasn't a happy chappy. And it was at that point that I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit the audible voice of the Holy Spirit. So I turned in the direction that I could hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, and I saw my wife, Sarah. 
She looked at me and said in words to effect, stop now. That's enough. And so with that conviction, a car pulled up. We put the bags in, but I couldn't get in the cab. So I walked up to the older gentleman and I apologized to him. And he was very professional and very gracious. And then I sheepishly hopped into the car and we made our way to town. All the way with the Holy Spirit sitting right beside me. (laughs) We seek to live for God, don't we? Depend on His power, His strength, but we do fail. There are times when we lose ground. Can we get the PowerPoint up, please? Thank you. There are times when we lose ground. And when we do, it's time to try again. You know, there's that song, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Ain't never going to hold me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You ain't never going to hold me down. Well, that's the point, right? Is that sometimes we fail. Sometimes we lose ground, but we've got to get up again. We've got to get up again. We're in the book of Joshua, chapter 8 today. Aren't we having fun in Joshua? It's the most convicting book I've ever read. It's killing me, man. Let's recount the story from last week. If you remember, the Israelites have had a successful campaign so far. They've gone through the Jordan, they've um, won the battle at Jericho, and they've come to the town of Ai. And now they're overconfident. And in their overconfidence, they disobey God's commands. And they sin. And they sin by sending a small troop of soldiers to take the city of Ai. The men from Ai come out, kill 36 of the Israelites, and chase them away. Joshua's reaction, if you remember, was to prostrate himself on the ground, as was the leaders of Israel. Joshua starts crying out to God, God, what have you done? Why have you brought us here just so we can be defeated? And God says, Joshua, Israel has sinned. And so they go about figuring out how this sin came about. And they get to the point where they find Achan and his family have stolen plunder from Jericho. And that's caused that sin to affect the whole nation. They deal with that and God removes his fierce anger. And if you remember, it's a comfort to remember. From last week, we tried to comfort you with this. Is that when you do fall, when you do sin, God is there to advocate for you. God is praying for you. God will discipline you. Yes, he will. There is outcomes for our sin. But also God wanted to feed you, if you remember. So here we are now in Joshua chapter 8. And Joshua teaches us some principles for regaining lost ground and for getting up again. I want to put a caveat in here before I move on. In the last three years... Mental illness in our country has severely increased, as it has right around the world. And I want to recognize maybe some of you who maybe struggle with mental illness at the moment, whether it's depression um, or whether it's some other form of mental illness. And I want to say it's okay. It's okay. It's also okay to go to a doctor or a psychiatrist or a counselor. It's okay to take medication to get yourself stable again so that you can begin to get your life on track. I want to say it's okay. So as we press into Joshua, I want you to know 
that if you're struggling with something like that or you know someone's struggling with something like that, it's okay. This will also help. Here's the first thing. God has a greater purpose. He sees the bigger picture. It says in verse 1, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Take the whole army with you and go up and attack Ai. For I have delivered. And here is God going before the Israelites again. I have delivered into your hands the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. Isn't it true that when we are down, when we have failed, the thing we need most is encouragement? Now, for some of you, you may have been in a church, you may have even experienced it here, that you have failed, but in your failure, you have felt more judged or condemned by people. If you had that experience in a church, I want to say, I am so sorry to you that you've had that experience. That is not what Christ wants for us. We're here to encourage one another, and it's okay to fail. Failure is okay. The Israelites failed. They were down, and what they needed was some encouragement from God. They'd stumbled through Achan's sin. They dealt with the failure, and now they had to move on. But man, can it be hard to get up again when you're down? It's really hard. When we failed, we need to know that we need to get back on track. What is past is past. We must deal with it before God by repentance, die to ourselves, and look forward to what He has for us. It's kind of like a reset in life, where you put a stake in your ground, and you go, well, that's enough of that. I'm going to reset my life from this moment forward. I'm rededicating myself back to God. But I also want you to know that failure isn't failure. It's a learning process that helps us step into the purposes that God has for our lives. It's okay to fail. And God encouraged Israel. And he said to them, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. This, if you like, was kind of like their stepping stone to regaining victory. So God says, do not fear. You see, through their overconfidence, the Israel sinned and their sin led to fear. And when fear takes hold of your heart, you become hesitant, don't you, to continue. Afraid to move forward. The Israelites had become fearful to re-engage in their attempt to capture AI. Fear had taken its hold and it led to a lack of confidence. Isn't that weird? You get really confident, then you forget all about God and you sin, and then you have lack of confidence. It's kind of like a cycle in life. God gave them his plan, but it hinged on their willingness to live by faith and obedience and not by fear. And I really do believe that God is calling every one of us today to live by faith and obedience to God. Because sin brings fear. Fear is the inability to move forward into the plans that God has for us. So it's only by confession we had a beautiful time of confession last week where we claimed that re-sense or renewed sense of God's power in our lives. 
So God says to the Israelites, do not fear. And he says, do not be discouraged. These people had lived in the victory of Jericho. Now they lived and dwelled in the defeat of Ai. However, God reminded them that he had a plan, a greater purpose that would bring them victory. And so he instructed a... Um, Instructed them to take the entire army to AI. Everyone is involved. No one's left out. They're in this journey together, just as we are in this journey together with God. They set an ambush. They prepared to a fake retreat so that the people of AI would be convinced that once again, as they came out against Israel, Israel were running away from them. Isn't it just like God to take us back to where we last did business, where we last disobeyed. Because in that place, when we come to that place of where we disobeyed God and where we confess, that's the place where we begin to restore and God begins to restore our confidence back in Him. As the men of Ai pursued the fleeing army of Israel, once again the soldiers that were hidden in the west came out and torched the city of Ai. It's completely destroyed. And the man of Ai were defeated. Israel's place of defeat became their place of victory. Ponder that for a moment. Perhaps your place of defeat is going to be your greatest victory. We must remember that no matter what our defeats are, we can experience victory only as we depend on the plan of God for our lives. We need to regain victory. We must follow God's plan. Did I turn? All right. Melissa, can you just tap it, please? Thank you. Rejoice because God provides. Even in the defeat, He provided a way out. You know, we often see the battles in life in negative terms. We get trapped into thinking that it's about what we shouldn't do. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. There's a guy called John Bloom. He's a teacher co-founder of Desiring God, and he, he offered a couple of suggestions which I think are really good in this place. He said, God provides another way for us. Number one, look for a way out. The hardest part of fighting temptation is so often you don't want to find the way out. Fighting temptation means trusting promises over perceptions. Trusting God's promises over the perception that temptation has something to offer you. John 8.32, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Joy in life will come with the truth. Only regret comes when we give in to temptation. Not while we're doing it, but after it, you will feel regret. So look for a way out, number one. Number two, he says, trust. God's escape is a promise to trust. Every escape is different because it's there in the form of a promise. Psalms 37.4, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Family, 
Take the offensive against the enemy. Look for a way out. Trust God's promises. Stand up against the powers of darkness and temptation. Tell the enemy to get lost. In Jesus' name, take a hike. Get busy doing what God would have you do. Come on. Thirdly, remember, give thanks. You know, after they had defeated Ai, they they moved um, to Shechem in the beautiful valley area of Palestine. And there Joshua led the people of God in worship. We don't do enough of this. We don't give enough thanks. Giving thanks will have a bigger impact on your life than you can imagine. And thank you, Barry, for leading us in open space, giving thanks. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and give thanks for one thing? Go. Give thanks for one thing. Off you go. Come on. You've got one thing you've got to be able to give thanks for, right? Let's be thankful. We don't do enough of it, do we? We don't do enough of it, people. Psalm 100, 1 through to 5. Listen to this psalm. Listen to this psalm. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. There's a promise in that psalm that if you give thanks to God, that if you praise Him, it will pass to the next generation. It will pass to the next generation. We don't give thanks enough. Thankfulness is the doorway to worship. Thankfulness is the doorway to worship. Thankfulness is a wonderful feeling, but it's only released when you express it. You've got to express it. Psalm 103 verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Praise God. Thankfulness is more than a reaction to receiving what you desire. Thankfulness is a drink that fights off disillusionment and bitterness and temptation and failure. It's easy, isn't it, to recognize everyone else and ourselves at the Thanksgiving table? Let's not forget the one who really deserves our thankfulness, God. And then Joshua does an amazing thing. Renew your commitment. Joshua remembered during the celebration and sacrifices to give attention back to God's word. He copied on stones 
the whole law of Moses. And then he read the whole law out over all the nation of Israel. They renewed their commitment to God. You might read Joshua chapter 8 and go, man, they think they regained the ground. The regaining of the ground was actually the battle of Ai. No, the regaining of ground was a renewed commitment of God's people back to him. We need to be reminded constantly in times of challenge, times of victory, that our real strength, our real source is God. Commitment to him and worship and in his word restores ground previously lost because of sin. We might get knocked down, but we get up again. You ain't never going to hold me down. We may get knocked down, but we get up again. You ain't never going to hold me down. If you've come to a place in your Christian walk, you feel you need to make a recommitment or renew your relationship to Jesus, then we just got to pray because his arms are open. Remember last week with confession, he says, come, come and have breakfast. You say today, he's saying, come, you're my child. You're a child of the living God. So come and renew your love for me and I will embrace you. He's always there. There's always more. Do not fear. Do not be discouraged. But when you got, get knocked down, get up again. You can regain lost ground. I want us to pray a prayer of commitment this morning. And if I was really smart, I would have had this up on the PowerPoint. But I'm not smart today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get you to say it aloud. As I say it, you can recite it to yourself silently. But it's a recommitment back to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So let's bow our heads and I'll go through it slowly. Dear Lord Jesus, I want to know the real you in all your fullness and glory like I have never known before. I have wandered away from you and have become lukewarm in my walk of faith. I repent for not giving you total control of my life. Jesus, please fill me anew with your love and peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, renew my strength and faith and restore my hope so that I may know the real you intimately. Lord, I declare you are my hope and my salvation, my rock and shelter, my provider and my healer, my everlasting father. And I want to dwell in your presence and love all the days of my life. Lord Jesus, I trust in your love. I believe in your word. Light the fire of your Holy Spirit again in me so that I may taste and see each day that you are good. I dedicate my life anew to you, my Lord and Savior, 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is good. He is good. It's a funny place to finish. Our hope is in Christ. Our hope is in Christ. We're transformed by Christ. We're empowered through him to change the world. My prayer for you this week, as it is every week when we gather, that you will go having experienced the presence of God here this morning. And you'll carry that with you as you go out into the world. That today, for some of you, maybe for many of you, you will have reset your life afresh with Christ this morning. And so as you go, go in the power and in the name of Jesus Christ, knowing that he is with you and for you and that his plans are right there in front of you. Follow his plan and you will find success. God bless you, family. I love you deeply. You have a magnificent week. We'll see you again next week. God bless you. Thanks again for joining with us today. If you'd like to know more information on the church or reach out to one of the pastors, please visit our website www.gebc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day.